Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Friday the 10th of May. Coming up, Dad describes heartbreaking moment his baby daughter was diagnosed with a brain tumour. We met the neurosurgeon that night. He looked at the scans. This was Monday night, around 9 or 10 at night. And he said uh, she would be dead. Friday. Mum of young woman murdered in Qatar trying to raise money for legal costs. So far we've probably spent over £100,000 on fees, travel and accommodation. And we hear from some famous voices as KMFM gets ready for the Mental Health Minute. Time is precious, but health and happiness are precious too. Kent Online News. A Kent father has told us about the heartbreaking moment his 14-month-old daughter was diagnosed with a brain tumour. Octavia Begbie had a growth the size of a golf ball in the middle of her brain. Her dad Richard, who lives in Kings Hill, is on a fundraising walk to help other people who could benefit from the pioneering technology that saved her. He's been sharing the whole story with us. Last year, our daughter was teething and uh, she'd been irritable uh, not eating sort of not sleeping and occasionally vomiting so it's all the symptoms um, of typical baby at 15 months old but she deteriorated uh, quite quickly um, and then she had a stiff neck so we thought okay maybe it's meningitis so we took her to Pembury Hospital um, by Tunbridge Wells um, a few days of monitoring and they did a CT scan um, which showed she had a four centimetre, sorry, um, a four centimetre size brain tumour right in the middle of her brain. Um, so the fluid build-up from that was crushing her. Um, um, Pembry transferred us to the paediatric neurological ward at King's College Hospital London um, immediately. Um, my wife said it was the scariest uh, blue light traffic ride in the ambulance she's ever had, but sort of second to how scary it was knowing your daughter's dying in your arms. Um, we met the neurosurgeon that night. He looked at the scans. Um, this was Monday night, around 9 or 10 at night. And he said uh, she would be dead by Friday. He, she, she was then overnight, he said I need, he needed to go home, get some sleep, because he had literally just come out of theatre, and he said they had cleared, cleared operations for the following day, um, so that she could be operated on first thing in the morning. So that night, because she was going to have general anaesthetic, the anaesthetist said we were unable to give her uh, food, drink, or more medicines. Now this is a girl who's having the worst headache of her life and the pain in her head is literally killing her. The only thing we could do was hold her, walk her, walk her up and down the corridor of the ward for those 12 hours up to her surgery. Um, sing to her and hold her and just try and help her find some peace and rest before going into a surgery that, you know, at the end of the day, it's brain surgery. It's not, it's not like, you know, it's not like you're going in to have a roof removed from the doctors. It's, you know, and the fact that 
the tumour was right in the middle of her head. It's like taking a yolk out of an egg. So they had to go through the healthy brain tissue. The risks, quite obviously, it's cutting through healthy tissue, which means all the synapses that they cut through are destroyed. So imagine that's where, you know, your memories, your skills, imagine imagine um, not remembering what your name is or who your family are or being able to walk or we know of another child who lost their sight and their speech because of um, a similar operation. So that's what we were faced with. Um, she came out after 22 hours um, on the first operation um, and, well, survived, um, which was phenomenal. Um, then, um, and then we had amazing care from, um, from the ICU nurses who looked after her. Um, and then eventually, after she was able to come home, um, she's had three operations since, so in total, um, to remove the rest of the tumour. Um, and then they found out it was benign, so she didn't have to have chemo or radiotherapy, which was f- wonderful. Um, and then a third operation to basically sort of replumb where all the sort of fluid in your brain and spine works. So they had to replumb that. Um, so we were expecting to have five operations, but she only had to have three. And um, what's key to the surgery that she had is that the doctor, the surgeon who performed it, Dr. Basil Zebian, um, he's developed a new technique with a new piece of equipment that they've modified at King's. Um, is this uh, neural neuroendoscopy, but the common technique used on the NHS and throughout the world um, uses a microscope endoscopy, which makes a two centimeter cut through um, the healthy brain tissue. The new technique that Dr. Zebian has um, come up with only takes eight millimeters, so you're reducing the impact on um, the brain by over 60%, sort of like, you, you know, it's less invasive, recovery is better, you know, um, they, they, can, they can tell you all about that, but um, it, it means the risks are lower, the likelihood of uh, mental and physical disabilities are lower, the likelihood, the survival rate is great, um, and they've done this for they this is their procedure that they do now um but because it's it's um because it's a pioneering procedure um we were just you know chatting in conversation with the doctor and he says you know it's pioneering we only have one of these um it's like what do you mean you've got one what if it breaks what if what if two children need it and he goes they can't have it we only have one so we said, right, well, that, that's not good enough. You need two. So we're, we're getting them another one. If um, we raise the money today to raise it, great. If we put our hand in a pocket, fine. But 
they're getting a second one. Kent Online reports. Elsewhere today, a man who fled to Lithuania after stabbing his housemate with a bread knife in Northleet is starting 14 months behind bars. A European arrest warrant was issued for Sergei Kiseliov after he left another man with nine wounds following an argument after he was told he couldn't play pool with them at a pub in Rose Street near their home. The 22-year-old was due to stand trial for attempted murder, but a judge accepted a guilty plea to inflicting grief bodily harm after none of the witnesses turned up at the hearing. A Kent woman who claimed £46,000 in benefits she wasn't entitled to has been caught out because of a family picture posted on Facebook. Hayley Turner claimed she was a single mum and needed housing benefits, child tax credits and income support. But investigators found snaps on social media proving she was living with her children's dad. The 29-year-old from Grasslands in Langley has been given a suspended prison sentence. A fundraising evening is being held in memory of a teacher from Westmoreland who was murdered after going missing on a night out in Qatar. 24-year-old Lauren Patterson had been working in the city when her body was found badly burnt in the middle of the desert in October 2013. Her mum Alison's had to travel out there more than 30 times as she campaigned to bring her daughter's killers to justice. She's been telling Ish more about the event which is happening at the Swan in Well, the fundraising event um, was started by Tiffany and Miranda, who are school friends of Lauren. And it's basically to raise awareness of what's happening and for outstanding lawyers' fees. And um, what what can people expect from from the event? We've got, obviously, entertainment, there's food, um, there's some amazing raffle prizes donated by local businesses and we've got some silent auction prizes as well. And uh, in terms of the, the, the funding, how, how much are you hoping to, to raise? To be really honest, I'm not sure, but with all these prizes that we've got, um, I should think we should do very, very well indeed. In terms of sort of the, the costs of uh, the various things, I mean, you've had to travel um, thousands of miles um, uh, you know, to attend court hearings and, and such. I mean, is there a, a particular amount of money that you're hoping that you can raise in order to, to cover all of those costs? Well, so far, we've probably spent over £100,000 on fees, travel um, and accommodation. Um, so this is really for outstanding lawyers' fees. Um, we've literally got to the stage where we've cashed in policies, sold cars, we've done everything we can. So we're hoping that we can raise as much as we can to pay off anything that's outstanding and obviously anything that could come in the future. The amount that could be raised, I mean, how, how much would that mean to you to be able to um, get that support um, f- to cover those costs? Oh, it would be absolutely fantastic. It would be a big, big weight off my mind. Your daughter, Lauren, how, how would you like for people to remember her? Lauren was someone that whoever she met, um, they, she kind of came into their life. Um, she's got so many friends all around the world, which has absolutely amazed me. Um, she was someone that, as I say, would, was just friendly, loving, and just enjoyed life to the full. What has been the sort of response from, from people that you've been trying to reach out to? Excellent. Um, not only have people donated uh, raffle prizes and prizes for the silent auction, if they've not been able to come along, they've donated to the um, Just Giving page. 
So it's been, you know, everyone has really helped out. Kent Online reports. A petition calling for a climate emergency to be declared here in Kent has been signed by more than a thousand people. Campaigners are urging the county council to commit to becoming completely carbon neutral. At the moment, the authority's target is to reduce carbon emissions by 60% by 2030. There are concerns children in part of Kent are being turned away from a bus to school because it's too crowded. The problem started for pupils in Edenbridge when the secondary school closed down 16 years ago, but it got worse when a dedicated bus for students was taken off the road last summer to save the council money. Kent Online News. Next week is Mental Health Awareness Week and KMFM is going to be joining radio stations across the country for a special broadcast. Several famous voices have recorded a message which you'll be able to hear just before the 11 o'clock bulletin on Monday. Katie Perry and Stephen Fry are among them. I think it's really important to be a part of the Mental Health Minute because it's always nice to take pause and in that pause sometimes we can hear what we really need time is precious but health and happiness are precious too and mental health is as precious as any other kind of health and you can do something by giving up one minute of your time and listening to the mental health minute mental health issues affect so many millions in this country i'm one And you probably aren't more than one or two people away from someone who has a mental health issue themselves. Or maybe you do. And you'll know the value of giving a little time to others. And finally today, the football season might have only just finished, but Gillingham are already in the market for a new harpist. The club's advertised the unusual role on Twitter and striker Tom Eaves was quick to put his name forward. He says he loves music and is currently learning to play the piano. That's it for now, but don't forget you can go to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.